What's up, guys? This is Taking the Field with Stevie Mac, episode 42 of the podcast now, and today I am glad to be joined once again. It's been a while, but I'm glad to be joined by my pal Jordan Johnson, and we're going to talk some lacrosse with you guys today. He wrote an amazing article a few weeks ago about the lacrosse community and everything we saw going on this past summer with the MLL and the PLL as their seasons both got going here this summer in a quarantine fashion here with COVID-19. So Jordan, first and foremost, welcome back to the show, man. Good to be back, man. How you doing, buddy? Yeah, I'm doing great. And it's like I said, it's great to have you back on the show. It's been a while. Always love talking lacrosse with guys like you and Phil. Always get a lot of information on those episodes. It's definitely a lot of fun. But let's jump right into this article you wrote. And this was something that you wrote as somebody that you mentioned in the article that never really got into playing the sport of lacrosse, really. But you've always kind of been around it since high school, really. And you've always wanted to learn more and just be active in the lacrosse community. So kind of talk to us a little bit, for starters, about kind of your background in the lacrosse community as a whole. Yeah, so definitely, like I said, definitely grew up around it. Wasn't something, it was something I always knew. It was just like, I was that chubby kid. Like, I just knew I wasn't built like that. So, like, I understood that from a very early age. And, like, I was cool with that. It's nothing against anybody or whatnot. Started getting into the whole journalism, media side of things in high school. Something that kind of piqued my interest. I think, I don't know if it was necessarily lacrosse was forced like I was forced to cover I can't remember if I was forced to or if it was kind of just something that sparked my interest um but started getting to know people and pretty much it was pretty much kind of just like a networking thing from there and then as you kind of get to know people you start to realize that some of the frat boy lax boy stereotypes are just completely bs Right. And so you kind of get more interested in it. Now it's pretty much my favorite sport. And yeah, <laughs> look at where we are now. Uh, I guess what, going on now four years later, I guess? Wow. Uh, think about that since like sophomore, junior year, high school, four or five years later. So yeah. Yeah, no, and I think one of the things for me, and you kind of mentioned it about kind of the the frat boy kind of vibe that a lot of people get when they kind of even just hear the word lacrosse, I think that's kind of one of the things that since I really got into it, like kind of like you did in high school, was that it kind of bothered me when we see different movies or TV shows, or even now we're seeing it with some commercials like the Dr. Pepper uh, college football commercials, where they kind of make fun of lacrosse and kind of make it kind of this weird, like, who really plays that sport type of thing. And in a lot of the movies, they kind of make jokes about it kind of being the, the douchey frat boy kind of thing. And that to me, as somebody that played it for three you know, years, I'm, and, and I'm like, what was that? I just want to make one point on that. It's not necessarily a TV thing. I think for me, it would see actually, and you have to find a line and realize that not every frat guy is an asshole. And I think that's too often what gets associated is that just because someone's a frat dude or they support this, they support that, is that they are an asshole, you know, and that they're kind of arrogant. And once you like some of the dudes, like I, some of the dudes I talk to now from high school, I used to think they were complete assholes. Started getting into this thing, we started get we started mending things. It's kind of, it's kind of weird, you know, but it's nice, right. 
So then now going a little bit deeper into this article, you mentioned kind of like we said in the beginning, the different things going on around the MLL and the PLL and the way that they handled Black Lives Matter and different things like that. You mentioned the MLL4 with the guys like Mark Ellis, Isaiah Davis Allen, excuse me, uh, Chris Elaine and Chad Tolliver being, I believe, the only four black players in the entire MLL and kind of the different things that they did with starting that. So kind of talk us through a little bit more about that. So I'm going to start off before everything, before the MLL bubble started. And after everything, obviously everything that transpired, we know what's going on, whether it was George Floyd, Omri, whatnot, whatnot. I was very interested to see how the lacrosse community would handle it. And I thought that going into the summer, we were on a good track to be an example, per se. Especially with guys like, like Jovi and Mark Ellis, people like him, people like them. Jovi's been a mentor, like especially during the summer, just being able to bounce different things off of and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but I do think there was a lot of, and I think, and Jovi talks about this a lot, there were a lot of reactionary people in the sense um, that they saw something and they saw other people who normally do not speak on these things. or who no, And I'm not saying that. They saw other people and they felt like, I have to follow that. I have to do that to protect my brand, to protect my image. Right. And that's kind of, and at first, it's like, all right, maybe this guy started to get it. Like, not everybody got it. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. of one of those things. Even even myself at a younger age never really understood the impact of these things and whatnot. But it was, right. at first, I was like, now I don't want to call people out. But we kind of know, kind of, you kind of know where I'm getting at here. Yeah. Uh, where certain people said things and you were like, all right. Maybe this is a step, and then you kind of go further down the summer, and you saw things that kind of just didn't align with it. So I kind of made you take a step back and was like, "Wait a minute, is this what's going on here? Whatnot?" Um, and it's not to say that it's necessarily bad, but it's just like, where are we going with this? You know, what are we trying to what are we trying to portray as a sport, as people? Right. Right. As you had two leagues that were on the biggest platforms in ESPN and NBC, and they did a good they did a good job. But early on, it was kind of and early on in both leagues, it was kind of like, all right, let's see where this is gonna go because and there's things that both leagues did right, both leagues did wrong. This is not an indicative. I'm not trying to get on. The, any of them whatsoever. There's no perfect solution to any of the crap that's going on in our country right now. Right. And then even so in sports. Yeah, and then, you know, we talked about what the MLL did with the MLL4, and then a few weeks later when the PLL season got underway, they formed what they called the Black Lacrosse Alliance. And this was something that, based on what we saw during the PLL Championship Series and kind of what you described here in your article, it seemed like this was something a little more like you would see with what the NFL's doing or what the NBA is doing inside their bubble for the past few months or so. 
and really kind of using things like social media and coming out with the Black Lives Matter t-shirts and different things like that, it seems like they kind of took what the MLL started and kind of continued it, but then kind of expanded it to more with what we're seeing from some of these larger professional leagues. Right, right. And that's it. And that is the one thing that I guess if you, I know you probably want, you be having your podcast, you probably want the answer to get. So I'm just going to give you the answer you probably want here is that the PLL did do initially from start to finish, in my opinion, handled the situation better than the MLL did. That's just in my opinion. I, you can almost say it's borderline back, but it is subjective. Just because, like, and I think one of the things was that first MLL broadcast the, that first day, like, that's just something that kind of pissed me off. And I talked to, if you know, um, what's his name, Tanner Demling, who was lacrosse bucket. Okay. We were kind of like, I te- shot him a text, I'm like, dude, like, I think I tweeted something out, like, these broadcasters are not saying anything. This is not indicative on anyone in particular. I just think they just didn't know how to handle it. But nobody's saying nothing. You don't see national anthem. You don't see nothing. And then it comes out later in the day. It's like, oh, they did do something. But nobody was out there. They were not promoting it. And in my opinion, they could have done a better job off the bat. And then obviously, like, like I don't want to get to the – details of, I don't want to get into the nitty-gritty that happened through the course of their week because I mean we all know whether there was the meeting and then they had dealt with stuff with the virus all that you know it's that's all out there on other platforms you can go look at that take it out you take it out it is but that's just my two cents to kind of address that because I know that's probably like what you the answer that you probably would like to say but then it in saying that, you go later down the line with the PLL, and I think all of it with them, and both leagues too, the guys started talking beforehand. It was just the execution, I think, was a little bit better. Um, and it's not, and I, well, I'll say this, the execution from the league, not the players, because the, play, the players all across the board hit it out the park. Nailed right. it, got, got their messages across, proved the point, whether some people liked it or not. It worked, yeah. right? And so then in saying that, I think I'm almost wondering what's next. Right. You know, that's what – and it's not like there's a solution. I'm not saying what's next in the next month or the next day or whatever, but where is this kind of going to go as we lead into the next season or, you know, for future? And I just hope it does not fade out because – like, you see with a lot of these things, like with the NFL, it faded out. Now it's back. I hope it doesn't fade. Same thing in the NFL after this year. It doesn't fade out, whatnot. But yeah, absolutely. We'll see. 